You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Um, I'm so excited for this week's episode, but before we dive into that, something that's top of mind for me, especially because I just went and did it, was, um, or is, rather, voting. And staying involved in what's happening in the world and educating yourself and, um, you know, just being an involved citizen right now. I think it's really important. Yeah, I agree. And I, in the past, have not been, like, the best at staying up with kind of what's going on in the world. I feel like through college, I was like, eh, whatever, which was, it's, like, such a bad mindset to have. But it wasn't really until, like, I started working in the corporate world where I realized how much is impacted by just, well, not just voting, but by voting and having like putting your voice out there and making sure that especially our generation because really the way that things go in politics is how we're gonna have to like keep growing up and it affects us directly like we really need to get out there and make sure that we're advocating for things that we want to see in the world and not just like not doing anything and then complaining about it totally and I feel like Now, especially, um, there's just like so many scary things, to be honest, that are Mm -hmm. going on, like the coronavirus, like, I don't know, just like all of these different things and climate change and just like a lot of these big things that um, I think for me in the past, they they freaked me out. So I've tuned out Mm -hmm. and I definitely have to filter what I'm consuming um, a little bit just because I do find myself getting worked up and stressed and overwhelmed. But I think voting is one way that you can maintain some control. And um, I don't know, it just kind of gave me perspective today. Like, it's just important to control what you can control. And, um, and that's voting. So if you're listening and you haven't voted yet, um, go do it. Yes, go do it. Especially if you're in a state that um, participates in Super Tuesday. I mean, this will come out after that, but hopefully you all voted <laughs> and yeah. you will continue to vote. I actually, so we posted today on our Instagram story, um, a post from I am a voter and that's really, I love this website. I found it couple years ago um and I actually just pulled it up and this was like a kind of a surprising statistic but it says 40 percent of the 18 to 29 year olds surveyed said they plan to vote this year only 40 percent like what what are the other 60 percent doing it's so insane it is and you like it 
it's not convenient for everyone no. who's doing no. it. You know, it's like you have to make an effort. You have to research where you're going. You have to do your hopefully research on the candidates, like see what feels right to you. Um, but yeah, that's a low percentage. That's mm -hmm. not okay. Yeah. And I was really surprised because I feel like our generation, I mean, seems to be very involved and like puts the kind of puts it out there that we're like so woke and so into it and you know we're all for change and um affect making a positive impact but only 40 percent is is too low so yeah and we're the, to vote. <laughs> yeah and we're the voices that like our voices are going to shape the future truly like mm -hmm. now more than ever we have a wackadoo in, <laughs> in the white yeah. house and like we need to change that and if we don't I'm genuinely scared for what's going to happen so I think yeah. um you know rally your friends if you're talking to your mm -hmm. friends and they're saying like oh yeah like no I can't make it be like why not like make mm -hmm. some time mm -hmm. like Today I left work a little bit early and I'm really lucky to work in an office that sent an email that was like, this is more important than anything else you have yeah. on your schedule today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just making it a priority. I feel like I'm on my <laughs> soapbox, but <laughs> it's so important. Yes. Well, and there, I mean, especially with the vote coming up later this year, that's going to be very important. It's very simple. Like I have, I John and I have an absentee ballot that we fill out because we don't live in the state that we're registered to vote in. So I feel like it's such an easy thing to even get an absentee ballot that's mailed to you. Like you don't even have to go anywhere. You just have to fill out a form ahead of time um, and you're able to fill that form out. So if you don't want to go somewhere, if you want to just stay in your little house and be cozy, then do an absentee ballot, you know? I love it. And you can go early, which yeah, exactly. changes the game. I Well, Dan went early this year. I felt like I wasn't decided enough to go, so mm -hmm, I went mm -hmm. today. But um, yeah. there's so many options. So totally. what do you use to like get your information and kind of base your decision on? So for me, I um, – so watching the debates is obviously mm -hmm. really important. I – candidly did not watch every single one um but I think just like reading the highlights understanding what's happening there and then I talk to people that I trust and I know are relatively on <laughs> the same you know political views that I am mm -hmm. so like I to be honest wouldn't talk with my family at home but talking with Dan talking with uh, right. One of our close friends, we had a good conversation with her at brunch over the weekend. Um, and even at work today, I had awesome conversations with my boss and a couple other people that I feel like really helped me see different perspectives. But um, I also took a quick quiz, which yeah, I did that really too. helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that floating around Facebook. Um, and I was like, oh, I should take that because that will help me. Um, and it was really helpful because once you get your results, it kind of breaks down why you were matched with that person. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a good way. I think sometimes in the debates, it goes so off course that mm -hmm. <laughs> it's sometimes hard to track the main issues. So I think a quiz is great because it boils it down to your point. And it's just like, this is why. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Um, So get out there and vote, everyone. We would really appreciate it if you do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also this, like, so coronavirus obviously is big right now. We got a bunch more emails today at work saying that um, they're limiting team travel and all non-essential travel needs to be canceled. So I actually was supposed to go to a conference next week um, and I don't think I'm going to be able to. So it's kind of crazy. I don't feel like I need to be really freaked out about it. Um, But I mean, it is something to just keep in your mind, just to think about as you, you know, go out to grocery stores or go to, you know, public events, just make sure to wash your hands. (laughs) I know. But how are you feeling about it? Um, I definitely was freaked out. I'd say more last week when it felt like, it felt like this impending doom kind of. Mm -hmm. I feel like now that it's starting to happen, I almost feel a little bit better in a weird way because it's mm-hmm. like it, it's like no longer the anticipation. It's like, okay, it's happening. Like, how can we deal with it? Mm-hmm. Um, I will say the tea is kind of freaking me out right now. And I know mm-hmm. that that's like an overreaction because there's not um, – there, I think, was one confirmed case in Boston, but, like, mm-hmm. there haven't been since then. But it's just hard, like, when you're yeah. close to people and they're coughing and you're reading right. the news and you're like, oh, my God. I know. Cover your mouth. <laughs> yeah. What's been helping me is just remembering that, like, there have been flus like this in the past and, like, this is the season for it and, like, you know, I could die walking down the street, like getting hit by a car, you know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if that's the best way to like look at it, but I feel like if you think about it too much and like go down too many rabbit holes and you can really drive yourself crazy and that's almost worse than like, I don't know, something else that could happen to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm probably not saying the best way but um I feel like the panic causes even more pandemonium and then it just gets out of hand and yeah yeah I feel like it's a time to be cautious and be okay with being cautious and I actually really respect that companies are just making that decision now while Mm -hmm. we are still fine for the most part um and Dan's office one of his offices is in Seattle and they um closed for the week so everyone's working from home like I don't think anyone who worked there was Mm -hmm. directly affected but they closed they're doing a deep clean like I think everyone just kind of needs to be on the same team Mm -hmm. Um, and I I don't know we have so many smart smart people in our country like Mm -hmm. it'll be okay but yeah it's just like that sense of like what could happen Right, right, for sure. And I feel like to your point, like when it's so refreshing when companies kind of, I don't know if give like permission is the right word, but people shouldn't feel bad about wanting to work from home if they really, you know, if their immune system is compromised or something else is going on where they feel like, you know, if they got sick, it would be bad. And I feel like companies just need to like get on board with that and say and like respect people's decisions. So I appreciate you know, them coming out with like travel, because I definitely was a little bit worried about traveling 
next week. Yeah. Of, you know, I was iffy about it and I was like, well, but I have to go. Like they've spent all this money and whatever. But now yeah. that they've met with that, I'm like, okay, it's okay if I feel like I shouldn't go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like taking care of yourself and like if it, knowing that if it's going to make you more anxious than not to just do what you feel like's right and mm-hmm. um, there's no harm in it. And also being flexible to adjusting plans, which sucks. Totally. Like we have some trips coming up um, at the end of the month and I feel like it's a day by day thing. Like we're just checking to see how things are going, but um, yeah, it sucks. But mm-hmm. just knowing that you might have to make that decision, I think is important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we hope everyone stays safe out there. Kind yeah. of on that note and like making sure that you're doing the best things for yourself. Um, we had a really great conversation with Jess Sukan and Ryan Birch um, a couple of weeks ago. And as you know, Jess has been on our podcast before. We did an amazing event with her last year. And Ryan is her sister. Um, And they just started the Solo 2.0 podcast. And so we're pumped to be able to talk to them and have them on the podcast. Yeah, they're so great. And um, I feel like I could talk to them forever. And I just like, I really valued their, so they have so many great tips, like health tips, things like that. But in this episode, we dove into um, working as a family and setting boundaries within that um, domain, but also outside of that and Mm -hmm. how to be confident and honest with friends. And I feel like it was just a really good, um, a good conversation with a lot of great takeaways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel I, yeah, I, I feel like whenever I talk to them, I'm like ready to take on the world. And that's how I felt after this podcast episode. Um, we talk about conflict resolution. We talk about saying no. Um, and so it's just a, I feel like a lot of really good life tips, like you said. So um, we hope you enjoy this episode. Um, make sure you join our Facebook group after you're done listening or while you're listening, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, but we love you guys. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so excited for this week's guest. And this episode has been a long time coming. Um, so this week, and and all of our listeners know, um, last June, we did an amazing event in LA with the lovely Jess and her sister Ryan was also there. Um, and we are so excited to get them on the podcast today to share their new podcast with you guys. Um, but yeah, we were just talking about it. It feels like we're just chatting with close friends. So this is like the best kind of interview we could hope for. Um, so Jess, you've obviously been on the podcast way in the beginning, but maybe for our new listeners, um, and you too, Ryan as well, if you want to go ahead and give a little bit of background on yourself and, um, 
Solo 2.0 and how that all came to be. Yeah, I'm so excited to be back. It's, I don't know, gosh, that was probably a year ago that I first interviewed with you ladies. Oh, yeah, over a year. Yeah, over a year. So, so much has happened since then, mm. but I'm still a holistic health coach, so I haven't gone rogue <laughs> and become a matchmaker because that's <laughs> the thing that I'm now obsessed with. If I have, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to be a matchmaker. <laughs> because we just interviewed a matchmaker, so she's yeah. like all inspired. Oh, I'm so inspired. I've always been like a little matchmaker unpaid so uh-huh. anyway <laughs> <Backup> plan. <laughs> yeah but that aside I'm still yeah still coaching I have clients across the country that I coach one-on-one some are here in LA I actually just got back from a meetup with a client and it's super fun because we'll meet at coffee shops sometimes other times like today we just went on a really long walk with her dog and chatted so it really is it's cool to have that flexibility and then I was doing virtual group coaching, but I haven't done that in a little while. I'm doing some events, slowed down since last year. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of events and kind of gotten more in the flow with it and deciding which ones I really want to do, what I'm called to, so that way I'm not burnt out by doing too many. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan and I just did an event, um, kind of co-hosted an event with Candace of Beauty Bar Chocolate. And it was great. Yeah, it was there. (laughs) We were there, which we so appreciate. And that was so fun. We led the panel as our podcast. That was a cool opportunity. And then I'm actually working with a health and fitness app that's coming out in a few months that I'm stoked about. It's basically... You know, I've been doing the nutrition and sort of wellness content with them, and it's a great way to get my messages across to hopefully thousands of people, maybe Mm. hundreds of thousands of people at some point, because I really believe in the app and what they're doing. And it's very much holistic, mind, body, soul. There's really nothing out there like it. And then, of course, still working in partnership with my mom and Rye of Your Hormone Balance and the podcast, which I feel like. Um, has been the perfect complement to everything I'm doing and finally has given Ryan and I a chance to come together and collaborate mm-hmm. in the way that we've always wanted to. So I, I think I'll let Ryan kind of pick up from there and explain a little bit about that and what she's up to. Yeah, so my background is uh, prior to our fam- or starting the family business, essentially, uh, I was doing business development for a high-end catering company, and that's really where I learned how to build a business, grow a business, a lot about marketing. And uh, on the side, I my mom had started a business called Your Hormone Balance, and she is our whole life has been a hormone health educator, uh, first a health educator, and then as she hit menopause, she realized, you know, there are these roller coaster symptoms and everything she had done in the past was all natural. And so she decided I'm going to figure out how to get myself in balance naturally. And she ended up specializing, deciding to specialize in hormone health. And that's a whole nother story. And actually we today just published uh, an interview with her on hormone health 101. So you can learn more about her and hormones there on our podcast. But anyway, so she has been a hormone health sort of guru, you know, most of our lives. And And so while I was at this catering company doing business development, my mom had started this site, but she didn't know how to find clients and she she was charging nothing. Like I I don't, there was literally like no profit margin. It was crazy. (laughs) Um, And so I kind of jumped in using these skills that I developed in this last job. And, you know, my prior jobs to that 
for events and hospitality. And um, it's just interesting how as you go along in your career, you just pick up each place you go, you pick up something crucial that helps you to where you're going next. And so using those skills, I started helping her grow and pitch the business, change the packages, created a package where Jess is involved. So right now, Your Hormone Balance is a hormone test consulting business and it's based on all natural principles. So uh, we provide, everything's virtual and at home. So we provide hormone testing through saliva. We send the kit to our clients at home, wherever they are in the world. You collect your samples in saliva, send to our lab, and then you get on the phone with our mom right now to understand what your results mean and most importantly, what you can do naturally to get back in balance. And then uh, we provide these really thorough action plans. But um, when you work with Jess, you basically go through the testing process and then you kind of zero in on lifestyle, nutrition, diet related concerns. And she kind of helps people with really tangible takeaways to apply to their lives. So we're all involved. It's very cool. Um, we are shifting to a model that'll allow us to reach more people, allow us to bring down our costs a bit, um, give people the option to test with us, to get an, uh, a holistic action plan, but not necessarily get on the phone unless that's something they want to. So we're really going through a big um, kind of a pivot and a rebrand, which is really exciting um, and making it really just next level. And then in terms of the podcast, it's really just a place for us to share more of our messages that are hard sometimes through, you know, a business or on Instagram, we have so much to share, so much experience and knowledge through our mom as well, but also just, we're so curious people and, Mm. and we have, you know, just constantly want to talk to people of all walks of life and, uh, just share inspiration and, uh, lessons that can help people step into that next level of themselves as we have been working on doing our whole lives and still are, but we do feel that we are in a place now in life where we are where we want to be. We are where we kind of manifested to be, I guess, and like still growing and working on everything. But, um, we just want to help other people step into that really purposeful life as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's been so fun to watch you guys kind of grow this business. I first got my hormone system from your mom, I, don't, I think two and a half years ago. Uh-huh. So I kind of in the beginning and then just seeing like getting to know you, Jess, and then you as well, Ryan, has been so fun. Um, and I feel like each step of the way you've added something really great and been really mindful about everything. So it's, I mean, I really appreciate that as a consumer of, uh, you know, you. all things wellness. Um, but we'd love to dig in kind of the family dynamic because that's not always easy yeah. to work with family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think your story in particular is interesting because you kind of came on at different points. So your hormone balance was your mom's idea and then you had the nutrition side and then you had the solo portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how how do you work together and how do you set boundaries between work and family and home and all of that? Yeah, so that's... <laughs> It's always a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Just like, so you understand how we, so my mom and I, I'm considered sort of a co-founder. It's so hard to come up with like a title mm-hmm. for yourself when you're in a small business because yeah. you're just doing everything. Yeah. And my mom is the, you know, she's the hormone health guru and she's so passionate about education and talking with people. But she, I mean, to be fair, she just doesn't know that much about growing a business right. or marketing. Yeah. And she doesn't want to worry about sales. Mm-hmm. She honestly just wants to help people, which yeah. is yeah. awesome and why we're so excited and about the business successful. and motivated. Yeah, because it's motivated for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really handle the business side. She really handles talking to people, the education side, you know, in moving forward and scaling. It's like she'll be the top down like person that creates the education. And then we develop it into maybe courses and different things down the line, ebooks, all of that kind of stuff. So I think our difference of skills 
and abilities is just really nice and compliment together. So I don't really feel like we butt heads. She really allows me to take the reins with the business as long as she can do her thing, you know, on the calls. And so it's really good. And we have very, very similar personalities. Yeah. I would say Jess mm-hmm. is a lot more different than my mom. Like to give you an example, my mom and I are night owls. You know, we like to talk incessantly. <laughs> Jess is more quiet, not quiet, but like you're more. I'm more reserved. In a group setting, like yeah. if we're all at dinner with mm-hmm. our dad or something, like my mom and I will be like, like I'll fight with my mom for like, no, 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 you know, we're going back and forth. Jess will just sit back and kind of wait until there's a, a real space. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's not a great space. And so <laughs> I think that Jess can struggle with um, our intensity and same with our dad. Um, but that's why it's great. She's in partnership with us because she's not in the day-to-day business. She's running her own business, Body Bliss by Jess. And she's coming in. Um, if we sell our weight balance package, that means someone has an individual consult with her, which she manages completely separately. Mm-hmm. But she does manage our social media. So she's doing a lot of content, great work there. Mm-hmm. And again, but that's also like, she's passing it by us for approval. Um, we're editing it. There's not a lot of room for like conflict. I don't yeah, think. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It feels really, I mean, it feels nice and symbiotic. I think we have, a sh- we've always had a strong family dynamic mm-hmm. from the time Ryan and I were kids, even though we would fight sometimes we were the best of friends. Mm-hmm. Like you can look back on photo albums and like, I'm stroking her hair and like she's calming <laughs> so me down when I'm crying and like we're holding hands walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And I mean, our parents have been married almost 40 years and they still have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. They could talk hours and hours and hours. Even sometimes I think, how do you still have stuff to talk about? <laughs> and they just were the best of friends too. And we just were really close as a family. We didn't, we weren't allowed to watch a lot of TV. So we would do like family plays mm-hmm. instead. Like we did like a whole Jack and the Beanstalk play <laughs> and like would make outfits. And we were very creative. So yeah. just to give you a bit more background, our dad was a photographer. Our mom, you know, back in the day when we were really young, uh, we were born in England. We lived there till we were I was six, Jess was 10. Um, and so our mom at that time was a health writer for a, uh, for a magazine or publication in England. And so they're both sort of creative professions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we couldn't have TV. We just were always inventing games, plays. Um, you know, we began writing at a young age because our mom was a writer editor. So mm-hmm. that, those activities really just bonded us. Mm-hmm. Um, just I'll, getting really creative. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I also think that we've always, our, our parents have always talked us to talk through things mm-hmm. whenever you have an argument it's like we talk through every piece of the argument yeah. and even if somebody's slams the door and doesn't want to talk that night <laughs> it's like the next day we'll all come together and talk so we've mm-hmm. never really had unresolved issues because we just get them out there and I think that our parents are really supportive in that way and just really open to our side of, of the argument and wanting us to have our own opinion and encouraging us to go after the things that we want to do and to be creative and maybe not forge the same path as everybody else mm-hmm. and being okay mm-hmm. with us you know maybe wanting to be entrepreneurs and so I think there's been all those themes in our lives like throughout living in England and then we moved to Idaho of all places <laughs> um yeah, that was a, a mistake huge culture shock. <laughs> not a step back from England no, yeah <laughs> very beautiful but extremely um conservative and um I can't picture your mom small. in Idaho at all oh no <laughs> oh, it was not a good fit they're very liberal it was not liberal yeah um but I know your question was kind of more about like how I, I also don't want to paint this picture that like, like we perfectly always no, get together I mean course, this yeah. week in particular I do think like if people think about going into business with family I'm 
remember when I quit my job at this catering place, my boss was like, good luck with that. I'm, I was in a business with my dad for years and it was horrible, but he was like bipolar. So it's very different. And also his dad was really intent, like really kind of scary. And so, you know, you got to make sure the dynamic is, is symbiotic for sure. But also, um, like Jess's point, addressing things when they're there, because I've seen with a lot of people in my life, like we've always been that way because they taught us to be that way to just get it out there. I do think timing is important. I will not say that we can say anything to my mom at any time. Like we have to be very patient with both of our parents a lot. And I really think timing is the most important thing for communication. You observe and you think about how you want to say what you have to say. You buy more time if you need to really fully flesh out your idea and your point. And then you always come at it with feeling like this. And here's what I feel would help to make things better. And when with you lead, when you lead with how you're feeling, it's very hard for someone to be like, well, you're wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's delivery and it's timing. And even this week, I had to have a very difficult conversation with them yesterday. It was very intense. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny that we're talking about this now because we haven't had that in a long time. We haven't needed to, but there have been some things I've been observing and some issues that I needed to address. And I feel so much better. And now I'm going home tomorrow for a big family meeting. Well, Jess won't be there, but I'm going to be presenting some ideas and going through budgets and stuff with them. And and it needed to happen yesterday so that when I'm out there, we can just, we're not getting in fights and, you know, so it it was also strategic to have station before I get out there. So I think that's really important with anyone that you're working through it's strategic communication and you're not just saying things the second you feel you need to say them yeah and one other thing i'll say as far as setting boundaries goes because that was part of your question as well is that one of the things that i've been really annoyed by is the fact that it felt like for a long time every time we would get together because our parents live in portland oregon and we live in Los Angeles. They also live now part-time in England. So whenever we would see each other, it seemed like we could be talking about going to the beach and all of it and getting sun. And then all of a sudden my mom would say, Oh, and that reminds me, you know, getting vitamin D is really good for your hormone. And then it's like, mom, I was talking about walking on the beach. Like we don't need to turn it into like my vitamin D deficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it was like, it just felt like every conversation, I'm like, you were just like a master, at like turning something, nothing to do with hormones into it being about hormones. <laughs> yeah. But that's been our whole life. That's why it's yeah. crazy that we ended up deciding to do this business together because growing up, we would roll our eyes at the dinner table because she's so passionate about it, but she it's is. like, she really yeah. can't help herself. And so to this day it happens, but um, I think that Jess has done a good job of kind of saying like, well, I try to set boundaries and then it's like, Hey, hey let's maybe, you know, save that for later. Cause we actually want to hear about how it, your trip was in England mm-hmm. aside from the clients that you talk right. to, or like, I actually want to share something that I've been doing in my own life that has nothing to do with my business. Mm -hmm. We're talking about my business that has nothing to do with hormones. And so just trying to like, not in a snarky way, but in a fun kind of light way, Mm -hmm. um, try to have more dynamic conversations because it's not really that fun for my dad either to like sit there and listen about the male hormone issues (laughs) all dinner long, but we're doing a better job. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I did want to ask, because this is actually something that was an intention for me this year. And I really admire, Rai, you mentioning like, you know, observing the situation and really gathering your thoughts so you can have a productive conversation. I think I personally shy away from conflict. I think it's a little bit easier for me with family as opposed to friends, as opposed 
opposed to coworkers. So I'm curious if you both feel like you're able to, you know, apply those skills of talking through things and addressing conflict outside of your business as well. Yeah. I mean, I think this is like my number one tool for life and having like stronger relationships because I, I'm, I don't know if I finished my thought or I think I like changed what I was saying, but I've noticed with like, even my fiance, it's like certain things to be like, I don't know, I just don't need to talk to them again. You know, like if someone's not gotten back to him or like a friend hasn't like reached out enough, it's like his response is just going to be like not do anything. But how can you watch like a friendship die? Because a lot of times the other person's thinking the same thing and the other person or is maybe just too busy. This is an example of just like when friendships can start to there can be like a rift, but I just like, there's a situation right now with some, you know, some friends that I know that it's strictly because like people have gotten too busy, but he's willing to kind of let it die. And I'm planning on, you know, sending a text to this friend and kind of saying, Hey, what's up? Because I miss you. And if there is anything wrong, you know, let me know because I'd hate to see uh, this friendship, you know, dwindle or something. I got to work on the wording, but I think that writing is very helpful. A lot of times I start a conversation with somebody um, allows you to put it the right way. And then you can have a follow-up phone conversation or you can have that in-person conversation or an email. I have done so many letters in my life to address deep-seated issues with people in my life because so much of the time, if you just try to have a direct conversation, they talk over you or they misunderstand something. But with a letter, it's like you can go start to finish all of the elements of where you're coming from and then they get a chance to fully take it in and then respond too. Yeah. So it's a case by case. It's, you know, different people have different communication styles. So you do have to identify like what's going to be the best way to approach this with somebody. But I do think that that urge to say nothing at all and let a situation just be when it's not good and it could be better is shying away because of fear. Mm-hmm. But if you do it, if you dive into that conversation through text letter or quick call, you will feel so much better. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, someone is willing to work on it too or right. grateful to hear from you. And if they're not, then then you know for sure then that wasn't the greatest relationship to uphold. Right. Yeah, and if you're non-confrontational like me, <laughs> I've gotten so much better, but I, I really don't love confrontation. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've always loved to write. And like Rai said, writing a letter So I make sure to get all of my thoughts on paper because when I'm in the moment, if I'm interrupted, I get frazzled and I can't think about what I want to say. And then I'm reacting to whatever they said, which wasn't, you know, what I intentionally wanted to or initially wanted to say. So I've broken up with a very toxic friendship that I had for years and years and years all through high school and a very toxic relationship that I had for four years in college, both through letters (laughs) (laughs) And I just couldn't, it was like these long, you know, pretty abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if I try to, if I know these people, if I try to go at them with it, they're going to be so defensive. They're Mm going to put me down. I'm probably not going to have the backbone to like say everything I want to say. And so I got to get all of that on paper and it just felt so damn good. And really they couldn't say anything. Right. You know, it's like, it was all true. Mm -hmm. And, and of course it's not like this blame game of like, you did this, you did this, but like, this is how I feel. And here are examples. Mm -hmm. And then when you read the letter, shoot me a text, like, Mm -hmm. let's talk about it. 
yeah. Let's like sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. And one last quick thing I wanted to say is I would do this a lot in my last job. Hopefully this boss is not listening because it's the person <laughs> I was talking about before. And it's extremely I difficult to work with. Yeah. No, I don't think so. No, I really hope not. I mean, if, the, if he's listening. Oh my God. Hello. Yeah. Hello. We have a problem, a different problem. Yeah. yeah so he was um, extremely pessimistic, negative, bipolar at times, was on meds. And, and just, I had the most intense anxiety going into work every single day and, and, and I would work so hard and I was killing myself and he, he had no interest in the business. He had essentially inherited it from his father. And so he didn't know what he was doing. He didn't really care. Mm -hmm. And he would say things that were just so upsetting and like undercutting all the efforts that I was making. There was the money was poorly managed. Like it was a mess. And so I would go in with so much anxiety. And so, although I would normally, you know, and I, you could consider like, oh, writing a letter, writing an email is a cowardly or something. You could, you could say that to yourself, but not, I could not have a productive conversation with him. So I would have to email him before I would go in. That was often my move. I would email him setting up what I wanted to talk about, addressing anything that I thought he would say before I could say it. And then I would come in and we would have a conversation. And that was the only way that we could be productive. And we worked well together through that way. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm -hmm. I do think that emails can be really helpful with coworkers or people that you work for to set up your conversation. And then you do probably need to have it in person as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that you're, you're not good at conflict resolution because you've helped us through so many things. (laughs) Writing emails back to people that were like, like Jess, what do we do? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you are. You I are. Say I'm good at conflict resolution. Yeah. I just I don't love the heat of the moment. Right, stuff. right. Like I don't like we're angry, we're upset, and I'm just gonna like blurt something out. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't necessarily love meeting up with someone. You know, I need to talk to you. Right, just to, says, I yeah, need to talk just to you. To go through it, yeah. And then it's like this scary buildup, mm-hmm. and that's when I get in my head and I'm like nervous and scared. Totally. But it's like, no, I've sent a letter, or I've, mm-hmm. you know, set like where I said I've set up what I want to say, and then I can go into it us both knowing what the conversation is going to be about. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, I actually learned this um, interesting kind of exercise that you do um, with people who you know you're kind of having a conflict with or something's going on. Um, and you spend five minutes and you just talk to them as if they were there. And usually mm. you can kind of like vet out what you shouldn't say, what you should say. Mm. Um, and then by the end of it, you're kind of, your thoughts are gathered and you're ready to mm. not necessarily attack because you shouldn't attack them, <laughs> but, you know, to talk to them and, and go yeah. through that. So you flush that out with yeah. yourself and you really, you put yourself in that moment, you know, what would you say if they were looking at you and they couldn't answer? And so okay. that has been really interesting for me to go through with just a few things, nothing serious, but just yeah. different things. Cause I'm a person who reacts in the moment mm-hmm. and I say things that I shouldn't probably um, be ready. To- exactly. So going through that, I feel like it's also a good kind of exercise to do if you're, you know, not necessarily ready to write a letter, but if you just want to talk it out. That's yeah. Question. I think too, also picturing yourself in their shoes, like picturing right. the person you're talking to, like what style of person are they? Mm-hmm. Do they want you to lead with an apology? Do right. they want you to lead with an explanation yeah and and you know carving your mm-hmm. your your wording that way right mm-hmm. and it almost takes kind of the initial anger out of it too because you can say like fuck you and mm-hmm. they're not they're not listening oh yeah know? yeah that's true yeah, yeah so true yeah so um anyways thank you for sharing kind of your boundaries in the business um I feel like those are really great tips and I feel like not everyone like you said before not everyone can have a family business and it 
you know, be successful. Um, so I'd love to kind of switch gears a little bit, go into solo 2.0, what you've been doing, um, where you see it going, um, and how our listeners can find you, what topics you're talking about and all the things in between. Yeah. Yeah. So the podcast has been an evolving process as Mm -hmm. I'm sure you ladies can relate to. And yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's always changing from, you know, switching out the mics three times or, you know, our gear to (laughs) over recording in the first month, like Mm -hmm. running ourselves into the ground, thinking that it was like basically treating it like a full-time job at Mm -hmm. one point and then being like, what are we doing? Um, And kind of finding our way with, you know, getting in the group with, okay, we record Mondays and Fridays and Mm -hmm. and then going into those interviews, feeling really excited and positive. But but, um, well, and I just want to say like, you see someone do something and you don't always see how much of the background. And we right. do have a couple episodes about like the, the behind the scenes so that people do understand a little bit better, but it really did take us about a year of meeting. Like we were casual about it, like over time, yeah. a year of like basically putting together all the to do's and then narrowing down over time, mm-hmm. determining our message, determining our style, you know, creating our like pitch list. There's so many things and we gave ourselves enough time to like fully go to launch. We talked to someone recently that launched in a week because Mm -hmm. she had this epiphany, but that Mm -hmm. wasn't our style. And I think that if you are interested in this, there there doesn't need to be any one timeline. It's what works well with you and your job and and all of that. So I just wanted to say that really quickly. There's a lot more behind the scenes before we even started and meeting with you. You helped us so much. Like, where do we even host a podcast? (laughs) Like, we had so many questions. I had like three pages of notes from meeting with you (laughs) and, and you were so, and I just remember thinking, Oh, I want to get to the place where this stuff isn't overwhelming, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think that's key. Finding somebody who's been there, you've got to do that because otherwise you're just overwhelmed unless there's someone that can, you know, Google it all and figure it out, which is great. But a lot of people will resist that and then Mm -hmm. it doesn't get done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, I think you just have to also, there's these comparison games everywhere you look. So looking at, it's great to research and have podcasts that you're looking up to, but then it can also be like, oh, are we doing enough? Should we do it like this? You know, but I think Ryan and I have really honed in on our message and our mission, which has helped us to stay grounded in the way that we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And for us, I totally chime in, but the whole idea, like I said earlier, is to help people get after the 2.0 versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's a mix of content. So we interview guests that have inspiring stories that maybe overcome something major or just have a really important message to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be a variety of different people. It's not just all health and wellness focused. We want like really diverse stories and people who have over, you know, really paved, the point is really like you paved your own path to success mm-hmm. through a lot of yeah. struggle. And it's really like a story, which is. Yeah. We call them storytellers. Mm-hmm. When we're, that. when we are kind of categorizing our guests, we have storytellers and we have experts. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I mean, we had on a guy who it was a childhood friend of ours who lost three very close friends of his in one day um and just talking about the grief that he experienced and he had kind of helped start this travel brand um high on life that was all on youtube and they had a million followers mm-hmm. and they traveled throughout the world and filmed all filmed all of their travels and and just how these three people that were a part of that passed away very tragically and just talking about what it was like to go through that grieving process 
but then kind of flipping it and also talking about like fun travel tips. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it really runs the gamut. And then we also, the experts will kind of come on board to help break down controversial or misunderstood topics uh, or just something that we personally want to know more about or mm-hmm. we think people will want to know more about. So we had on a money expert. Mm-hmm. Our mom is obviously an educator. Who else? Yeah, we kind of, so essentially we're just alternating between these storytellers and educators. Mm-hmm. So some people are uncomfortable with the name expert, like even our mom, she's yeah, been doing this right. hormones for years, but we can all, we are all experts in different areas at a certain point in life. And, mm-hmm. and so we're looking for educators on these specific topics. Yeah. That we want to know more about. So we really strategically have tried to alternate some weeks look different, but we've tried to alternate every week. So it's like mm-hmm. one format is like, um, for the storytellers. I don't know if this is interesting, but just for people that maybe are yeah. thinking of starting a podcast and having your own voice. Mm-hmm. So we'll alternate between like a title that's like from, you know, fitness instructor to YouTube, YouTube success or something. Mm-hmm. And so it always starts with from this to that it's, yeah. that's the storyteller. And then the next kind of episode is, uh, what you need to know about CBD, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's this mix. And we also are really trying to find like underrepresented people, people from all walks of life who, um, you know, to just give perspective, mm-hmm. such a range of perspectives, yeah. which we find extremely important, especially in the wellness world of LA because it is so homogeneous. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think we're seeing it as we go along. We're still so new, but like, we're starting to see it really like play out before mm-hmm. our eyes, like in the way that we had wanted it to with, of course, always like so many things that we want to do better and course, constantly yeah. in our heads about if it's good enough and does anyone care? Um, but I think it's been cool to stick to that vision and, and yeah. see it play out. Yeah. And I, I love that mix. I think it's something for everyone. Or if you're like me, I love both storytellers and learning about a specific topic. So I think that's, you know, I give you guys so much credit because it's really unique. And I think something that hasn't fully been done before. So it's super exciting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we try to do, we try to think about what we like and it is, it's a combination of learning and it's a combination of hearing people's stories Mm -hmm. because you can learn so much from both. So Yeah, and it's nice to kind of feel that we have our niche, that we have like Mm -hmm. our thing, you know, that is, that is different from what's out there. It feels really good to have that and, and to bring on such variety. Mm-hmm. And it's also such a cool way to network. It like, really is. You make yeah. great friends. You do a bit, like we're meeting with one of our guests to plan an event. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you create this like really cool community of diverse people. And it helps me get out of the house because yeah, I work from home, sure. you know, and it's really just yeah. me. And I, I tend to not, I, I don't work from anywhere because I'm like, must maximize my time, right. like, wake up, start working. Um, but it gets me out of the house and it's really nice. It's like, these are my coworkers now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you are my coworker yes. today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I love my sister. So it's really fun yeah. to work with her. We don't, it's crazy. Like how we don't fight. Yeah. I mean, it's, or, or if we do, we get over it really quickly. Yeah. We can be snappy, but we do get over it. Yeah. We're like, you're a bitch. You're a bitch. Okay. We're done. <laughs> I don't think we've ever called each other no. a bitch actually. But... actually <laughs> yeah. No. I love that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just more snappy when it's been a Yeah. Long like hangry kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, one last question for me. So I love the concept of solo 2.0 and becoming your best self. Do you guys have like maybe a couple or three things you do every day to make sure you're striving towards that 2.0 version of yourself? I am such a huge fan of journaling. I don't do it like as extensively every single day. And, and I try to practice this, um, once a week where I'm going through the different areas of my life and I'm saying just very simply what feels good and what needs work. And that allows me to really stay on top of my relationships, friendships, family, like what needs work, who haven't I talked to? And then I put something on my calendar immediately to correspond to like getting that thing done, getting closer to achieving that thing. And that has allowed me to maintain really healthy relationships, to stay in touch with people that matter to me in my career. What do I need to do in my passion project? What feels good? What needs work? And just constantly putting a plan of action into place. I think it can get overwhelming when you have a million to do. So, you know, some people might not want to do that once a week. That's a deeper dive into every element of your life. But what I do do on a regular basis every night is um, create like a new priority list. And then next to that, I have like personal to do's. And then I also have something that I say on deck. Mm -hmm. So these are my top priorities. These are my personal to do's for the week. And then, yeah, this is what's coming up next week or whenever I finish those things. And that works for me. And that allows me to wake up in the morning and just really get right to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think exercise is a non-negotiable for me. It's really built into my schedule now. I'm in a good place where I do like mini workouts too of like, um, short, sort of shorter bursts of cardio. I, I basically just run and do uh, weightlifting at this point. So that keeps me really healthy, strong. I think, I think mentally just feeling really strong. Um, and then just a really good, um, sort of, I've talked about this in our recent episode, like my combination of supplements and my mm-hmm. adrenal support, you know, especially being in the hormone business, our mom is a hormone health educator, but we've had our own imbalances and especially two years ago, like that's a whole nother podcast. But when I left that catering job, I was so burnt out, like burned out, stressed out. I couldn't even get myself to hustle anymore. And I had been hustling for so long in multiple jobs. And so I, over the last two years had to build back the strength of my adrenals. Um, there's an adrena, uh, it's called adrena uplift. It's a tincture by Viva Ram that we talk about a lot that strengths and strength and strength ends adrenals. I think the hormone testing and knowing what you need based on your results has done wonders for me. And I honestly have not gotten sick. I'm, I'm forever. I'm, and I I was getting sick all the time two years ago. So just like always, and having like a schedule of like refilling my supplements. So I'm being consistent and Mm -hmm. it's not just supplements. It's also like four sigmatic adaptogen elixirs and just nourishing foods and beverages and sticking to those things that work well for me. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are really good. Um, for me, I, my sort of, when I feel my best and I feel like I'm just on a roll is when I have a morning routine. Mm-hmm. And I know that morning routines aren't for everybody. I'm not, I don't want to sit here and say that you have to have a morning routine to get after that to point a version mm-hmm. of yourself. You could have an evening routine. You could be a night owl like bride. And yeah, because I don't night. really have a morning. Mine is more night. Yeah. Yeah. So, but for me, I really enjoy the mornings. I like being up when it's calm and quiet before people are nagging at me and, you know, I, not clients, but like 
I also doesn't even really nag, but just before <laughs> people are talking. Yeah. I just like to be in peace and calm before there's any conversation. Mm-hmm. And the sun is coming through the window normally, looking up at the palm trees. So I just really like that calm place. And I will journal. I have the intentional daily planner, which is actually a planner that my client created. And it's pretty simple. It's like three minutes in the morning, three minutes at night. You just write your top priorities for the day, your in- one word intention. Mm-hmm. So if I need to be confident for a podcast, it might be confident, um, something like that. And then at the end of the day, I'll go back and write down victories that happened that day, something I did well, and like how I felt overall. Mm-hmm. It's a really good check-in and it takes no time. And then I've been, actually Becky initiated a book club that we're a yes. part of. Next week. Yes. Oh, week. I've got some reading to do. <laughs> so I'm almost on page 300 of 400 Woo. and that's from just committing to a chapter a morning. Mm-hmm. And that's really the only way that I read books yeah. is if I just say, all you have to do is one chapter. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it in the morning. And it's quiet and it's peaceful. And that's when I'm the most awake. If I do it at night, I fall asleep. I don't pay attention. I like to watch shows at night. So, mm-hmm. um, so the journaling, the reading, because I feel like too, I'm reading, I'm making a valiant effort not to read anything text heavy yeah. or brain heavy in the morning, just something light that gets me feeling like flowy through the day, mm-hmm. not stressed that I like yeah. have more to learn and right. to do. Mm-hmm. So those two things are really helpful. And then as Ryan mentioned, movement doesn't have to be like an intense hit training workout, just get moving my body mm-hmm. in a way that feels good to me. So I've actually hired this girl to come over once a week to teach me hip hop dancing. So And it's been awesome. So we had our session today and I got up early and practiced our moves before she got here. And then we danced for an hour and that was today. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like sweating or anything, but it's movement. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow I'll go on hikes in Santa Barbara. We're going for a little trip or beach walks probably Mm -hmm. some days. I love strength training too. So I try to get that in about three to four times a week. I'll do like one crazy intense class a week Mm -hmm. that I love, but it's just really listening to my body and and getting outside. Yeah. I love all of those. Um, And I feel like just to wrap everything up and kind of put it in and tie it with a little bow. um, I know we're all very into manifesting. You mentioned at the beginning that you, you know, kind of manifested these lives into um, for abundance and, you know, living your solo or your 2.0 version of yourself. So what is the one thing that you're manifesting right now? I have several at the same time. I do want this podcast to be successful because it's so much fun and Mm -hmm. it would be great to make money from it someday. Um, Though we have no pressure on that. Yeah. Um, just really focusing on like reaching more people. And then, um, I mean, there's something I didn't talk about with like the original solo, which is she only and, and really that is something I've been working on for a few years and it's still not out. Um, mm-hmm. but it'll be, be like a, an empowerment guide, a weekly guide to making healthier habits. And so it's another version of this message. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do we every week, what's one small thing I can focus on mm-hmm. to like, eat healthier, feel stronger, yeah. feel motivated. So like just a, a newsletter and I've, I've made, I keep making it more simplified so that it's doable because mm-hmm. it started as way too big of a vision. And now with all that I've taken on and realizing I've got to condense it, but that that's really my biggest thing that I want to, to bring into this picture cool. with mm-hmm. the other things I'm already doing. Yeah. Yeah. I want that for you too. Yes. <laughs> Talked about it for like seven years. It needs to be in the world. Yeah, it does. <laughs> for me, hundred percent the podcast 
class, just as Raya said, so excited about it. Like, I really want this to be a thing that Mm -hmm. we do for a long time. Um, But I'm really stoked on this app Mm, that I'm I'm collaborating with. And I just feel like this could be like a major part of what I do. And I I really believe in it. There's Mm -hmm. nothing out there like it. It is so balanced. It's so much about lifestyle. It's meeting you where you're at. It's giving you tips and tools, but it's also understanding that you're human and life shit happens and, and you're not going to be quote unquote perfect all the time. Cause that's mm-hmm. not a real thing. And right. we didn't really share my story, but I yo-yo dieted for many years. I had body dysmorphia. I was in crazy stressful jobs. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at this app, like, God, if I had had this 10 years <laughs> yeah. ago when I was going through all of that, I probably wouldn't have struggled as much. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that I'm manifesting. Like these founders are incredible. I get to work with Rachel, one of my best friends. Yeah. So it's like, I I want them to succeed and mm-hmm. I want to, I want to be there when it happens. Yeah. yeah. So cool. And you will be, you will be. Mm-hmm. It will happen. Yeah. I'm so mm-hmm. excited to see both of these things come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you both so much for being on the podcast. We love talking to you. How, how can our listeners find you? Yeah. So it's at solo 2.0 podcast. Um, my personal is at Rye Birch, R-Y-E-B-U-R-C-H. <laughs> and then I'm at Body Bliss by Jess, and our family business is at Your Hormone Balance. That's the mouth. Good one. Yes. Good one. <laughs> Got it in there. Throw it all in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you can go listen to Candace's episode. I wish I had the numbers right now, but she's back in the beginning of the episodes. And yes. Jess is also back there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you can just search it on the iTunes store. Um, Meg, am I missing anything? No, just that you can find us at Detox and Chill Podcast. Mm-hmm. Shoot us an email, join our Facebook group, all of the things we love to hear from you. Um, and let us know who you want on the podcast this season. I think we're always interested to hear who you guys want to hear from. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you guys for being here and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.